Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 18, Technology on Trial. On this episode, we're going to discuss the use of technology and is it useful on the trail? Do you need it? And how do you use it? We'll also do a throwback Thursday and look back to what was used to communicate while on a through hike all but just 15 years ago. I'm, I'm very excited about Throwback Thursday. <laughs> I know you are. I want to talk in my old man voice, like back in my day when I hiked the Appalachian Trail. See? It was dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's still dirt that you walk on. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah you still... <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but it's newer dirt, you young whippersnappers today. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to do the Throwback Thursday. Yeah, but that's at the end of the podcast. I know. <laughs> No, but so technology, I think I'm, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, it, this is such a fun and interesting and frustrating topic to, to go over. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think that um, it in just a very short amount of time, it's evolved uh, crazy. Um, you know, when when I did hike it, even back in uh, two thousand three, fifteen it was, years ago, <laughs> yeah, it was very controversial because cell phones were just kind of uh, being introduced, and it it really uh, was a matter of you know people were very anti technology. Um, well, people still to this day are anti technology as well. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you, you're you're kind of well. I wouldn't say split fifty fifty. I you know, I don't know the statistics on it because technology is changing every single day as are statistics of, of people joining in on that argument versus holding this this true idea of, no, don't use technology. Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess just, you know, in my circumstance, you know, um, I guess you de- what you know you define what technology is. So, like, what is technology? I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, Ansel Adams was carrying his a, camera, his camera, right? A, but it was an eight by ten format camera well, that weighed twenty pounds. Well, lightweight was not really a topic. Back no, then. <laughs> but but he, but he was managed to to scale Yosemite, right? And with a you know um, twenty pound uh, camera, who knows, and an old wooden tripod, and you know he was pretty much hiking you know and so um but technology today has afforded you to uh carry a very professional um five pound camera which i did for years and which because of the weight issue and because technology has gotten better i have where you're blaming your your back problems on the five pound camera camera, i don't know but but you know i've opted not to not to bring that camera anymore only because you know technology on my cell phone is almost everything that i need for what i want to use the cell phone for right okay well let's back up a little bit here um okay ken here's the here's my big question for everybody you know out there and for you can you effectively use technology without it disengaging you from being really out there and having the experience of being in nature that's why you're out there to begin with so at what point does technology hinder that experience 
Because this is a big topic. It's a big topic, and and I know you're very passionate about it. I would say for my answer um, would be... Um, it does it does not disengage me from my outdoor experience because i'm only using and i guess we're talking about cell phones i i only use my cell phone to take photographs with i don't really use it for anything else and the reason i use it to take photographs with is because it's highly convenient for me to just whip out of my pocket and snap a photograph right but so I don't think it disengages me. However, I would say, and you know, we we have been, <laughs> we have <laughs> well, been in places where there has been cell service. Because usually you don't get cell where we go anyway. There is no cell service. Well, <laughs> well occasionally, we're pretty remote, but we do. But occasionally on, yeah, there is. On yeah, absolutely. Like on occasion, we will experience um, a pocket of cell coverage, and and. Um, you know, when you and I are out there alone, you know, we we don't seek out those opportunities for um, do we have cell coverage or, or whatnot. But when we're out with larger groups, we tend to see more of that element coming in. And, oh, man, I was fired up after yeah. that one trip we took. You yeah. know, we took we took a trip, um, you know, it was. It was, uh, it was it was a very beautiful location, you know, remote island, and it was so beautiful. But it wasn't remote enough that we didn't have cell coverage, and um, the, there's very common knowledge on this island that there is there are patches of cell coverage, and it, and it is used by a lot of people, and and we happened to be with a group that was um, you know very much attached to their technology and. Um, I have this rule of thumb. Now, it's it's really an interesting rule of thumb because it's almost <laughs> contradictory. But, you know, I do use my cell phone and I have it in my hand a lot. Um, I, I use it just to take photographs and nothing more. And every now and then I'll, I'll go into notes and, and write experiences of my journey so that I can blog about it later. But, but... In this particular instance, man, oh man, was I so... Fr- I've never... I've actually never gone out into the wilderness before and felt as though I wanted to go back home. Yeah. it, it <laughs> It's it's like, you know, when... I, to me, anyway, when... When we, we... When we take our... When we take our groups out, we... We, we really try to minimize the number of people that go. So usually when you come backpacking with us, those pr- there's probably never going to be more than eight people on that trip. Right. Because we like a very intimate, small, get-to-know-you trip. So the people that you meet in the on the beginning of your backpacking adventure, you will be best friends with by the end of the adventure, right? And that's we really like that aspect of it. So... You well, know. I think the thing is, is by having such a small group, whether it's, you know, something we do with our adventure or, you know, you have a small group of friends is that you you really engaged in communicating to them about your experiences or things that you just don't talk about on a daily basis because your lives are so chaotic and you're, you know, you're, you're texting back and forth and you're not really taking that one-on-one 
um, FaceTime. And it, right. and that allows you, you know, going out into nature, you don't have any other distraction besides the beauty of what's in front of you. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think when we are sitting around the campfire, and in the, in the example that you were given when we took the group to, it was Cumberland Island in, uh, in southern Georgia, and there was cell service, and we are sitting around, kind of the fire the campfire right yeah and there was cell service and um these two individuals decided it was that it was a really beautiful <laughs> yeah, it was, starry, yeah, 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 gorgeous it was beautiful. night right 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 it was beautiful <laughs> the ambiance is there and, you know, the wild come, horses yeah. are like yeah, frolicking in the yeah. back <laughs> and and you know like i think at that point Everything where was so beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> and then a phone comes out and then the phone the phone comes out and oh i got cell service oh yeah and let's see oh, what's going on with facebook let me check my cell coverage yeah and <laughs> it it became very distracting and i i think that is one of the things that um we see more and more is that um you know people are becoming a little bit more desensitized because of technology and it's almost like an addiction to um, I, maybe that's a strong word, but it's almost like it's a craving that, oh my God, I have to see what's going on on Facebook or you know, I need I to have, check the weather. I need to check something. I need to know yeah. what's about to happen. Yeah. And you know, we get, <laughs> and, we get a lot of that too. We need, I need to check the weather stuff. We do get a lot of that with, yeah, the, with, well, with cell phone stuff. Right. Which is funny because, okay, well that, you know, that's a whole episode on its own. Weather know, has its own. Right, right, right. I, I, here, here's my rule of thumb. This is how I check the weather. If it's raining on me, it's, it's raining. raining. <laughs> if I'm shedding a layer of clothing, it's warm outside. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, other than that, other than if trees are falling around me and it's very windy, I know that there's inclement weather upon us. Right. But I don't need to check a five-day weather cat, uh, forecast when I'm out in the backcountry for two days. Right. Well, I guess the whole point of this one particular subject that we were talking about on Cumberland Island is the fact that that we were it's so important to me as an individual to escape that technology world when I walk when I walk into the wilderness or I'm on a backpacking trip or even if I'm on a day hike I I purposefully choose to set technology on on like I'm I'm done I'm done I'm not doing anything until I get back right and but that's my that's my choice well I was very much wanting that experience out there and instead I had a choice of sitting around the campfire and being social and listening to what everybody else's family and friends were doing right. on Facebook and all the drama. Oh my God, Uncle Bob's had a gallbladder surgery next weekend. Life. I just found out on Facebook. Oh my God. You know. Or do I choose to walk away from that right. and then be be the jerk that's antisocial. So it's it was really an interesting predicament to be in, which I've never really experienced to that degree. Yeah. And it was aggravating. It was. But it also taught me a lot about myself because I complained about it, but yet I had a cell phone attached to my hand twenty four seven. So at what point 
Now it's just used for photography. But at what point was I any different than them in whipping my camera out? Yeah, but I think you asked the question. I think you asked, like, you know, how... How do you use it? It's how do you it's use one it? thing to have a piece of technology in your hand. Yeah, it's the that, but it's a it's a um, it's how are how are you going to use that piece of technology when you're trying to run away from technology? So the thing, like, okay, let me give you an example. So like this last just last year with the presidential election, I would have liked to have gone backpacking for like a year. <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) And I would have liked to have thrown my cell phone like, you know. Well, I guess you could have. I would have liked to smash my cell phone to bits because, you know, I I just, I I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look at it. Now, on on the other side of that, you know, if you are, if you are using a cell phone, because you know, you normally you don't expect to get cell coverage, but as you and I both know, that in some instances, yeah. if you are lost in the backcountry, your cell phone is a uh, is a GPS device, even when you do not have service. That's that's true. And you can you can dial nine one one even when your cell phone says no service. And in some instances, they can still triangulate uh, your location within a few miles. Um, And so in In some cases, in some cases. And so in, in, um, you know, in that aspect, you know, you bring your technology, you for, for, for purposeful reasons, you know, like photography and or in case of. Um, but I think anything else is, I think that it defeats the purpose. But, you know, I also have to argue this because this is a big concern I've had over the last year. Um, you know, I, I opt not to bring a real camera with me, although for the first time I am starting to explore a different option there. And because what's happening is, you know, I have my cell phone readily handy to to snap a photograph but what's happening is i'm so accustomed to be able to quickly pull it out and snap a photo that i'm actually missing those like those opportunity of moments like you know you know wild horses running into our camp what's my first reaction where's my camera you know and 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 then the one instance that i had where i had baby horses surrounding me you know and they were the cutest thing and i didn't have my my phone my phone was in the tent where you were still sleeping by the way (laughs) and i instantly regretted not having it on me but then at the same time once i was able to get over that like gulp you know of like oh my gosh where's my where's my phone I actually got to experience something I never would have seen through a lens. Right. And I think that's still a disengagement. And so do I believe that you can use technology and and be totally immersed? I actually don't think the two go hand in hand. I think the way we, I should say, the way we are accustomed to using technology these days or the way I'm accustomed to using technology, I still have a level of disengagement when I'm out there because I have it on me. 
Yeah. Um. And yeah, I. I. Yeah, I maybe some people are different. I agree with that. I. I think it's just. Again, I, I think it's you know bringing it for the right reasons, and and I can tell you that, you know, and and you know this, we have taken many many people out on our uh, guided trips, and you know you almost see like, you almost see a panic, uh, because they can't they can't text somebody, they can't, uh, I can't tell you how many times they're like, well, how do I how can I how can I let somebody know where I am or that I'm safe. And again, you know, we talk about this all the time. That's part of your planning and preparing, you know, when you go on a backpacking trip, when you have given somebody your itinerary and yeah. you 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 let them know, hey, I'm going to be out at at this time. Right. You know, um, but I do have I do have a kind of a funny story about uh, technology um, with a spot tracker. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so, you do. Indeed. So that that was a piece of that. That is a piece of technology. The GPS uh, system, the spot tracker, lets your friends and relatives know where you are by it sends signals out. Um, it's a it's a web based application also that says, "Hey, I'm okay." Which is a good way. Which for is you a to great still great way. Still feel completely remote as though you're not communicating to them, but right as long as you're not under tree coverage and it's not cloudy, you're okay. <laughs> Um, Which now, is I would take 50% the, of the time. I would take the spot tracker on the Pacific Crest Trail. I would not take the spot tracker um, through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Well, I mean, I'm going into town every five days. Right. You know, I mean, I just, you know, it, you know, if I, you know, people know I'm hiking, they have my itinerary. You know, I, if I'm calling them every day, uh, I think, I think they would probably tell me to stop calling them i would hope so. you know i mean like dude you just called me yesterday like are you like, like are you even a, hiking i think break. i think they would <laughs> i think they would start start questioning actually questioning story. if i'm actually backpacking or not right so and it should be that way so so but i was um i i, I had taken um I had taken this young lad um, to <laughs> South Dakota. We had gone in the Badlands uh, National Park, and he wanted a wilderness experience. And I, his mom insisted that we bring the, the the spot tracker. And I was like, "Oh, I'm okay with that." You know, in the Badlands, if you've ever been out there, there are no trails out there. People, you've got that one main trail in the National Park, but that's like a, it's like a hiking, walking right next to the road trail. If you were really want to go in the Badlands, you better have a GPS. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to really know what you're doing. So we went out there. Um, well, I I lost my I lost my GPS. I lost my spot tracker. It actually fell off my belt loop. And so um, I hope they've redesigned them since. Then. Well, this was when they were big. I mean, these these. I mean, seriously, it was like it, no, it I know. was They're huge. very different. Now. They're very different now. Yeah. But this was like the first generation spot tracker, and I lost it. And um, you know, and and. You know they were pretty expensive back then. It was like three hundred dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's pretty upset. And so, of course, we drive all the way back. And you know, I'm 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 kind of upset. I lost the spot tracker. It's GPS. I'm like, it's you know, and the whole thing was it's web based, so it's broadcasting. So I'm like, God, man, I can't believe I lost it. And they're done. I mean, like, well, wait a minute. It's a GPS tracker. <laughs> it should be broadcasting Your coordinates. coordinates. <laughs> so I, I got on the spot tracker website and there it was going you know, pinging away and so i'm like well it's technically not lost anymore and not so technically so they were doing they were doing some um they were doing some backfires they were like clearing out some of the brush when we were there and so i called the i called the, the park um, Badlands uh, visitors 
uh, station, the ranger station. I'm like, hey, you know, I lost my GPS. It's a bright orange device. But if I give you the GPS coordinates, is there <laughs> any way? And they're like, well, we're going to go out there today. Where'd you lose it? I'm like, well, here are the GPS coordinates. So she goes, oh, yeah, we're going to be kind of in that area. They actually found my spot tracker because of the GPS coordinates and mailed it back to me. See, that's cool. That is very cool. So in that case... Well, it's safety. You're talking... In, that's you're, a safety issue. Absolutely. You're talking about... And it saved me a $300 piece of beer. <laughs> that's what I, and I looked at the, the money that was lost. And monetary benefits. <laughs> well, but no, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest arguments out there for um, whether you use technology or not. Um, it's, you know, GPS and safety. Can you reach out to somebody if you need them? Can you find where you're at and get to where you need to go if you're lost? Right. Now, all of those, I 100% agree in those arguments. Now, at the same time, are you using a cell phone for that? Or are you using a more uh, secure device, I should say, that is well, actually going to... Well, if you really want to use technology and pay the $25 a minute charge, just get a satellite phone, for God's sake. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you can go to Everest to make a phone call. You know. Yeah, a little bit of weight there. <laughs> but, I mean, if you really, truly need to talk to Uncle Bob to find out what he's doing, now, you know, how many... his gallbladder surgery is doing, get a satellite phone, for God's sake. Well, okay, but... Okay, so... He's concerned about you, right? Uncle Bob, Uncle Mike, who'd you say? <laughs> Uncle Bob. <laughs> it's a really good That's thing you don't have an Uncle Bob. That's my name. I know. I don't have an Uncle Bob, but Uncle Bob serves me for every scenario out there. How I many use people Uncle Bob. use Uncle Bob, you think? I don't know. Just me. Hey, I'm going to look up the statistics Uncle, after this. I use Uncle Bob for everything. <laughs> no, like, so you got Uncle Bob, you know, who's worried about you because you're right, not back right. in time. Because you're legit lost. Right. Right? Yeah. So, but I had filed a, a plan. Issue. But I had filed a plan with Uncle Bob saying, if I'm not back, True. if I have not called you by 2 p.m. on Sunday, Are this you... is the ranger number that you need to call. Correct. But judging from this like fictitious Uncle Bob, he doesn't sound like the type of person who's really going to come after you. No, Uncle Bob's <laughs> irresponsible. He probably lost my itinerary, and so, and, so and he's completely irresponsible. <laughs> But yeah, safety is a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Um, that's why we always tell uh, everyone to file a plan um, of where you're going to go and what time you're estimated to come out. And, you know, we always give ourselves plenty of time to get back to our car and actually really be on the road for a couple hours before that time um, limit hit. So we have, we have plenty of time. So we would have already been out for a few hours. Um, but give yourself a time. But that's that's the important. So, you know, have that backup plan by uh, planning and you're preparing your hike. So, And that can really take out the stress of needing... Technology. Well, you know, see, batteries I'm an advocate don't... both ways yeah, for that. Yeah, but the so... thing is, is the batteries die. And solar Te power can only go so far without sun. So... Yeah, and you know what? And guess what happens? You know, like, uh, you know, I, I have, you know me, you know me cracked cell phones i see in a day well you know you you drop your cell phone on a rock man you know you've just lost your your ability to well it also goes even further into you know gps is not always a reliable no. source and that's no. a huge issue out there so um well we could talk we could talk we could talk this battle all yeah. day long but you know so a lot of people i know i hear the argument is is they 
they want it, it's a security blanket or aka a comfort item. So people are listening to music out there. They are, you know, what I don't, people still take Kindles out there, but some form of reading. Yeah. You know, my friend Brian still takes trail. a Kindle. He, he, he takes like the first generation or maybe the second generation Kindle, Kindle because it's backlit. Mm-hmm. And so he uploads all of his maps and PDF files and things that he wants to read on his Kindle. And if you look at that second generation Kindle, I think it's the second one um, that's backlit. It is. It's, it's very lightweight. I would argue it's probably as lightweight as a regular um, smartphone is, if not lighter. And, um, and you know, he reads it and, he, he reads it and you know, falls asleep to it. And, and it takes very little battery. He can go five days on, a, on one charge with it yeah. um, because he just reads it at night. And, uh, you know, I mean, in, in that aspect, again, it's, it's how you are using that technology that's going to make all the difference. You know, if, if you're using it for the right reasons, um, then it's not going to disturb anybody. It's going to benefit you. It's going to make you feel better and more comfortable. And, and you know, you want to feel comfortable out there. If, they, if bringing a Kindle or something to read at night is going to make you feel comfortable, first of all, it's a lot less lighter than bringing War and Peace, <laughs> a hardcover. Wait, who, how is War and Peace going to make you feel comfortable? Well, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a good read. You know, it's like a 20-pound book. But if, if, if you need to read War something to go to bed to make you feel comfortable at night, then that's fine. You know, I mean, that that's fine. But if 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 you're bringing it because you think the the um, the people around the campfire want to listen to, you know, uh, your music, or you've got another thing coming, coming because that's just not the way it's gonna go. Oh, I did. Forget. You may end up missing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was on a hike once. Speaking of, uh, this is the only other time that I've. So I'm hoping it's just is the flu. This is the flu episode. Yeah. Well, that was a whole separate issue. Um, I went on a hike, and I knew I was getting sick. I knew I shouldn't have gone on that hike, and I ended up with like a full-on major flu. I am talking flu from the beyond. Right. It was it was bad. It was real bad. And I was out there in the middle of January and sub-degree temperatures, and I'm. I mean, I was frozen in my tent at one point. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that that night I'm deathly ill and I'm just trying so hard to go to sleep and get some rest so that I can make a hike out the next day. Right? Were they playing music? And they were blaring music. And we're on this just like this beautiful remote area, um, you know, right off the Appalachian Trail. And, um, you know, they, they were just... The music was so loud. You could yeah. just hear it bouncing off the yeah. mountains. And what's and, the point? Yeah. And I just, I felt like that was so disrespectful to others involved. Th- and I mean, there was a shelter there and, you know, everyone was having a good old time and to each your own on the trail. But there is a certain amount of respect that you should gain to other <clears throat> hikers. Yeah, it's that, called trail etiquette. Well, we should do it. We should do one. We on should that. do a podcast on that. But, Absolutely. But anyway, that was that was another time that I felt like technology had overpowered my. Well, I can't really say peacefulness because I was already miserable. But so that's when you but, learn. That's when you learn don't that. Don't go hiking when you have the, the flu. The best of yeah, yeah. The best of Barry Manilow actually makes you throw up. That's when you learned that it's the music that made you sick, and it wasn't the flu. Yeah. But you know. 
Okay, so there's one last thing that I wanted to bring up um, before we get to your highly anticipated Throwback Thursday, and and that's social media and and the fact that uh, a lot of people say that technology can't like technology the ability to use your technology in the ways that you can really uh, bridge the gap between what you're seeing and what people that are never going to or can't or don't choose to experience that on your level like it, it, it bridges the gap for people and it allows the outside world to see the beauty of what you're seeing from a, a, a perspective that they may never gain mm-hmm. and that's a huge argument out there sure and I think that's you know it's it's all going back in time with with um how technology has improved and how technology is being used by everybody to be able to gain more access into other people's worlds you know and and you bring up a good point because i i personally dread the day that you can get cell service anywhere you know it's coming and i really really hope that um it stays out of the wilderness um i'm I'm always very happy not to have service when I go backpacking. Um, As am I. I. I really dread that day. Well, I think the wilderness. I, for I hope that us, never happens. You know, for us, we we go out there to to, to desensitize ourselves from all the stresses and the pressures in the everyday world. Because, well, personally, I feel like outdoors is my first world and i'm living in this like alternate world here oh yeah and so i i choose to immerse myself in nature to be able to escape that and be more connected to what i want so if technology happens to find that to where it all muddles together i don't know what i'm gonna do so we we start caving this is getting we start caving we start caving more (laughs) go deep into the center of the earth I don't I think AT and T is going to build a cell tower down there. I know. I do think we have a. Caving, it's too hot. We have a caving gig coming up. Oh really yeah, we do. Yeah, we are. But gonna, anyway, we are, we are going caving. So throwback so, Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Okay, so here's our throwback Thursday. I'm very excited about it because I get to use the voice. Oh boy, guys, okay. get ready. Back in my day, <laughs> when I hiked the Appalachian Trail. There was no cell service. So <laughs> there was. <laughs> it was so there was. So um, here's my throwback Thursday. So uh, for all of you uh, backpackers out there that remember um, backpacking, there's a lot of you out there, I'm sure, um, that went backpacking um, on the Appalachian Trail or through Hike DAT prior, really prior to 2003. Because when, when I did it, um, it was... It, uh, um, cell phone technology and the cell phone gig was really was really kind of like um, getting big. Coming, it was yeah. very it was getting big, and I I mean I can only tell you that it was a hot topic, man. Even more so than now. Oh, you think? At, I know so. I yeah. mean, it was controversial, man. It was like, don't you're you're taking a cell phone on the trail. And you, it was, it was very kind of, you, you were looked down on if you had a cell phone on the trail. I would argue the point today that I would, it would be hard for me 
to find a person that did not have a cell phone. I agree with that on the trail. I agree with that. So my um, so my my little uh, techie gadget back then in two thousand three. <laughs> Can you even call it technology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was technology. I know. So, but I've seen what it looks like. So there's um, there's a great website uh, out there. It's uh, it's uh, trail journals that um, that you know you 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 trail your you journaled your 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 hike on the AT. But you were in the wilderness, you know. So how could you get that message out there? You could text it, right? Well, pen and paper is the lost art you at could, that point. No, I and I did. I had a little notebook. Yeah, well, I think I most notebook. people did versus now. Um, but but what we would do is there was a device called the pocket mail device. I'm sorry, what was that? The pocket mail. Did it actually fit in your pocket? It it did. did, not, did it, it did fit in the backpack. <laughs> in but not in your. It was pocket. a modem. So. Back in my day, there were no cell phones on the trail. Um, and so, like, there was, like, there was no 4G. There was no 3G. There was no 2G. I don't think there was a 1G. I'm not sure that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was just... There's no G. There was no G in, in, in back in my day. And so, um, I mean, and I mean, like, high-speed internet, high-speed broadband, you could... <laughs> that was, like, a dream, man. That was, like, you know, like, oh, my God, like, like what that's gonna be in the future you know that's when like cars are like levitating and like you know like maybe like, one day you'll some, be able to someday we're gonna be able to watch a video on our cell phones yeah drive over the uh, yeah 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 we, yeah <laughs> levitate over the at technology is rapidly changing it is Have rapidly changing <laughs> so um so we had the pocket mail device and the pocket mail was a a pda type of type device that featured like in a like a modem in the back. So um, now here's a um, here's a, a technology that you may remember. It was called the payphone. So what? <laughs> you know they still have them in Hawaii. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they don't they're working. Them. I don't have them out here anymore. It's interesting. So um, <laughs> so what you would do is you would you would type. Um, your text it was just a text device it was like the pager it was like a it was like a big pager with a modem in the back that's a good way of describing it so you would um you would type your blog you would type your stuff and so what you do is you you'd go to payphone and you'd slap the back of the the this device onto the phone um and there was a service back then that would do that for you and so um you could either download or upload emails it was only, it worked in on an email. So you had an email. So your email would be like Scott at pocketmail.com. <laughs> All right. Right? So you could email. So what how did you have a Scott at pocketmail? I don't know what no, I think I was my trail name. I think it was Facade. I think. It was like Facade O three or something like that. And so um, so you would go to a payphone, and so the funny thing is, I imagine this: so you'd get into a trail town, and you would be standing in line. So when I went to Neil's Gap, you know, there yeah. was a there's the payphone booth there, right? But there's no payphone in it anymore. Well, oh. when I was there, the, there was a working payphone in there. Um, and so there were like two or three people that would wait in line with their pocket mail <laughs> to, and so what it would do, it would transcribe your text and on, in an email form to a family member, a friend or family member, they would get that, right? And so then they would then take that email and post it to a website. 
And so then people could, people thought like, you know, like they were, you know, and it was like they were connecting to you because they were reading your blog posts or your, your, your journals from the trail. But man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It would take five days. I mean, like sometimes, you know, you would email your, your friends and family again, Uncle Bob not being very responsible. Like you may have already submitted like four or five days or two weeks worth of trail journals and Uncle Bob is like, you know, yeah, I better uh better post that stuff. I mean, so so it was like some people like had really good fan friends and family member and they would post it very quickly as soon as they got it. And so you weren't like you weren't just texting one email like the pocket mail you would write like five days worth of stuff and so it would take like 10 minutes and of course you kept you had a so you're you're typing it on this device you type in a like head memory in, yeah like and then you you would find a payphone and then you yeah. but and and that's why and that's why everybody that hiked the at back in that day had um you know they had um they had cards. They had the, the, the you know, calling cards. They yeah. had the calling cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you would call in because you would need at least fifty bucks on a calling card because it would take like ten dollars just to submit your your emails, like a week's worth. It was really expensive. I mean, well, it's no different than a phone bill these every month. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's just true. You could probably do so, like a hundred emails, I guess, for so what you're paying in a cell phone bill. But the pocket mail, so it, it was a, it ran on uh, two AA batteries, and which was another thing you always had to, you know, make sure you had batteries. It was backlit, so you could see what you were typing. Um, it did fit in your in your backpack it was relatively large in today's standards um and so and that's what it did you would you would write an email email your friends and family they could email you back through the pocket mail so it was also an upload download so you could correspond with your with your family members now you know you just call them you know you text them when you get into in a town, but uh, the pocket mail throwback Thursday. The pocket mail is what I used in 2003. <laughs> now that is a throwback. Thursday. That is a throwback Thursday. I'm almost so Google like... it. You guys will laugh. It's, it was funny. <laughs> and it was a crappy device. Oh. I mean, the things. Let me. I'll say this. How many pocket mails did did, did made it from Georgia to Maine? I would I would venture to say minimal. Many. I don't think they ever made it all the way on the trail. Wow. They just weren't that. They just weren't, no, they just weren't built that well. I mean, (laughs) you know, they were subject to moisture. A lot of times, you know, like your family would get the email and be garbled. You know, you, it would, the, you know, the font, you know, like the text wouldn't come through and stuff like that. So, um, but anyway. Wow. So that goes in hand with. Do you see, do you see the suffer I went through in, in, in 2003? It was suffering, man. Like it was rough back then. It was rough. I had a hike uphill in the re- dirt. I don't even know how to respond to that. Comment. And it rained. It was raining. You know, it, it happens to, to do that in nature. Oh, yeah. The rain. Right. Yeah. The rain. But it was rough. And back, the dirt. Back in my day, it was rough. <laughs> oh, man. You kids so, nowadays have it so easy with your whippersnapper cell phones. You are so showing your age right now. Okay, but no, seriously. You know, the whole technology argument. So... You know, this argument is going to be null and void in what? A year? Two years? Five years? So it's it's really interesting to see how it develops. And and um, how desensitized do you become by having technology at your fingertips when you're out there? So that's, that is the big 
conundrum. Yeah. So. And if, and if you have a technology story, um, share it on our post. This is podcast 18, Technology on Trial. So go to the www.thebackpacker.tv and let's hear from you, man. We we get emails every week. Um, and, and if you liked our podcast, um, if you could go to iTunes and give us a review, uh, we would love that. Uh, we're trying to... Uh, build the our good, audience. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you got for us. Yeah, it yeah, it doesn't make just any difference. Keep it coming. Um, just let us know what you think. We 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 love the feedback, and um, so if you could do that, that would be great. And um, yeah, just kind of keep the comments coming. Yeah. Um, and uh, until then, like, so we also have um, our live show on Facebook. So the Backpacker TV Facebook page. Every Thursday we go live, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you do get an opportunity to check that out, please do. There's a lot of good tips, tricks, and fun, interesting facts. Um, and then you can actually just see us make a full of ourselves all over again <laughs> yeah we 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 pretty much fumbled through that show as we do our podcast so, we really so don't check it out <laughs> we don't have a plan really we just love this stuff and we just talk about it all the time and then while you're at it go ahead and go to um our three biggest mistakes new backpackers make again at www.thebackpacker.tv um, so check that out go ahead and subscribe to um, our email and subscribe to our YouTube channel The Backpacker TV as well so we really enjoy these they're a lot of fun for us um, but so we've appreciated you guys listening all the way through to the end um, and yeah thanks for listening it was a good it was a good topic today yeah you know I mean, I'm sure it's... we didn't cover all everything no but i think it's still it's still a good topic to discuss i think with you know more and more people using um social media um and their cell phones i think it's important to look into trail etiquette and i think it's important to know that like not everybody wants to know what your cousin betty is doing on facebook around the campfire probably just, talking to uncle bob <laughs> probably talking to uncle bob we're <laughs> having an affair all right you guys we will see you around until then see you next week thanks bye